The Zaddy Zone, welcome to the Zaddy Zone, Zaddy Zone, welcome to the Zaddy Zone. Gabby, my queen. Yeah, <laughs> with you. Well, I'm so glad that we get to talk today um, because you've been dealing with my skin for a long time. You are the, the you are the what do I call you? The queen of my pores. I'll take it. That's good. That's a good one. Good. I I think I have known you since about 2019 when you you gave me some facial facial thing, and then it was immediate beautiful friendship, and it's gone to this very day. Up until a couple of weeks ago, you gave me another a cool peel which I very much enjoyed, and I can't wait to talk about that. Let me first just introduce you, and then we'll get to the gritty and the fun things. Here we go. Today I'm talking with Gabriella Gerby. She is a nurse practitioner specializing in cosmetic dermatology. She has worked in general surgery, reconstructive surgery, and gynecologic surgery, got her master's from NYU, and then worked for a cosmetic surgeon uh, in Manhattan. And it was there that she learned cosmetics and injectables, and she was hooked. Gabriella works at Facile in LA, a dermatology boutique where you can get peels and facials and laser and all the good stuff. So um, does that represent you well, what I said? I mean, geez, it sounds great. I can't believe I did all of that. Yeah. (laughs) I know you're pretty damn impressive. So what have you got on your skin right now, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, I don't. I've got some tinted SPF, a little bit of blush and some Facile gloss. Okay, excellent. Now, what the SPF is what? What are you talking, 50? Oh, I don't know. I, no, I think it's like a 45. Okay, 45. Yeah, that's, that seems fair enough. You know, when I was growing up, it was always 15 or 30. It was never more than that. And what do you think about 15 and 30 today? What do you think about if that? If you are living in Australia or Southern California, it is like not okay. Got it. So we're just not good no. enough. <laughs> Your SPF's not good Got it, got it, got it. You're right. Yeah, that, there is a difference there. So- we should be using 50 and above. We should be using at least a 40. The judgment in your voice when you just like the judgment. Shoot, I got to work on that. I'm sorry. No judgment. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're sassy. It's good. Okay. So I really want to talk to you about how to age more gracefully okay. or not age more gracefully, just to age gracefully. What are some ways we can make our skin sexy as we get older? Okay. Number one, it's that sunscreen. So that's got to be a daily thing. And I think it really starts at home. So SPF using good skincare products. So that comes down to evening use of retinols. Antioxidants takes it up another kick. So that's like your vitamin C's. And then seeing your, you know, dermatologist or whoever your skincare provider is so that you can get those at least annual resurfacing treatments. So that's really what's going to do it. And so resurfacing treatments, meaning like peels and laser things like that? Yeah, anything that's going to really stimulate collagen production and um, speed up your cellular turnover. So yeah, it'd be peels, lasers, microneedling. That's pretty much it. I love how you just said all that. I feel like we don't need to talk anymore. It's been really great talking. Thanks so much. Peace. Wait, no, wait, don't go, don't go. I want to ask about that because you just said collagen. And what does the peel do? What what does microneedling do that it makes collagen work again? Is that right? So it's not that it's really making it work again, but as we're aging, we're losing collagen. So there's only so much we can do with our intake and how well we take care of our bodies. Then we also want to be stimulating as much collagen as we can on that surface level on our skin. So anything that's going to get cellular turnover going can 
increase your collagen induction. That's where those things come into play. Got it. And so a way of stimulating collagen would be to kind of damage, I guess, the skin in a weird way. The collagen is then stimulated. Is that right? You're creating an injury. It's a controlled injury, but it's still an injury. And that's really the only way that we can increase the most collagen induction is by creating that injury. So there's only so much you can do at home to get some. The real stuff comes in in the office when you've got downtime. Yeah, got it. So let's talk a little bit about that collagen. Do you think that eating collagen is good? Um, Can it help our skin as we age? I mean, I personally, I don't think it can hurt, but no, I am not a believer in eating collagen. Right. Well, at least for the skin or are you a fan of it in general? For the skin. For the skin, we we really don't know how it works. I'm not up to date on whatever, you know, collagen induction does to the body per se. I'm sure you do, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I think collagen does a whole bunch, including like contains all these great amino acids and glycines and things like that. But I don't think that it's... But I, I was interested in that. I was interested in how it affects the skin because we always talk about, like you mentioned, stimulation of collagen Is there a way that we can intake it so that that collagen works better? But you're telling me no. I think maybe in another few years, we'll have some more data. But as of right now, it's saying no. That doesn't mean I don't believe in it. I'm just, what they're saying is no. I hope that they'll put enough money into it and maybe they can invent some sort of way we can ingest it and really reverse damage and get collagen production. That would be great. But what about... What about using it on the skin? I mean, I know that skin skin companies now, like, you know, your moisturizer will have collagen in it. Does that do anything? Yeah, I don't think so. It's just sort of sitting there. I know there is someone who makes like your moisturizer with PRP in it. So that's where they draw your blood and they spin it and they extract the plasma from it. But if it's just sitting on the surface, there's no way for it to actually penetrate it. So the only way you would get that again would be with an office treatment. Got it. Got it. Actually, you were just talking about PRP and I've had that done before. I th- it's called PRP, platelet-rich plasma. Yeah. And then they Microneedled me with that on it. Is that yeah, what they did at uh, our office. We do inject it into all the areas where we're noticing that you know loss in your skin structure. So that's where the wrinkles are, fine lines around your eyes, around your mouth, and we inject it. And then yes, you got a microneedling with the microneedling going, the PRP going into the surface of your skin. So it kind of goes down into a deeper level with the injection and then superficially with the microneedling process. Um, I know you're a fan. What about sun exposure? Is that good for the skin? And how much is too much? That's so hard to say. Everybody needs to get out in the sun. I think it's only healthy for more than just your skin, your mind, right? Um, You also need vitamin D. I mean, there's supplementation with vitamin D as well. It's hard to say. I mean, as long as you're being smart about being out there and you're not getting heat stroke and you're covered and... How much is too much? I don't know. Common sense. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that, that may be the wrong question for you. How about people who have sun damage? How can we repair that? If you have sun damage, you should come in. You should have that treated and then be extra cautious when you are outdoors. So if you have a lot of sun damage, you're probably someone who didn't wear sunscreen. And it's really about getting that person to understand Uh, the harm that they're doing to their skin. And so if it could increase their chances for skin cancer, something really dangerous, right? Um, So it's all about really just 
leading them into being like, here you are, you're spending this money on your skin. Now let's get you on a good regimen and learn how to take care of it when you are outside. Got it. So what are the things that you will, you know, you have somebody come and sit in your chair and say, I've got sun damage here and here. And you like, yeah, you, you have sun damage. Um, what would be the first thing you'd go to? Or what is what are your options? So number one is reversing it with laser treatments usually is the way we go. Um, and then really teaching how to use sunscreen and you must put on in the morning, even if you're not going outside, just use it. We're getting so much exposure in our cars, in our homes when we really don't realize it. Um, and then let's make a plan for once we finish this laser, you know, session of ours, whether we see each other four times for this session or five times. Um, and now you're going home and you're using good medical grade products to really maintain the work we've done, um, and continue obviously using SPF. So medical grade products would be like, how many times have I said SPF? I, you love SPF. We know we're getting, <laughs> we're really getting going to get like a tattoo SPF. So <laughs> products it's really not about how much you're using. It's about what you're using, right? So I try to make it as simple as possible. Sunscreen, SPF in the morning, vitamin C. It's one of the best antioxidants out there. Um, it's a must for aging skin and anyone in general, but aging skin, preventing um, sun damage and evening time retinol use. Evening time retinol use. That's Minimum. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And that's kind of what you're talking about when you say you'll get a bit of laser done. Then when you go away and like you're all healed up after the laser, you should start using retinol again. Yes. Once you are healed from your laser treatment, which usually takes about a week, you can start using retinol again, using it only in the evening times um, and just being consistent. Consistency is really the key. Mm. Let's talk about tretinoin because I don't know why, but it's been popping up in my TikTok suggestions lately. And I'm like, do I need tretinoin? Why does it keep yelling at me about tretinoin? What is tretinoin? So tretinoin is a type of retinoid. Um, it's a generic for, for retinoid. It's something that's a prescription, um, meaning that it can be strong depending on what its strength is. It's great. It's a fantastic retinoid. It's one of the best prescribed. It's also not too expensive, but there's like the difference now there. Everyone's talking about what are the differences between tretinoin um, and retinols, an OL. And that's that the retinols are the ones that are over the counter, the ones that you can go and purchase at Sephora. And tretinoin is your retinoid. It's something that you would need to be prescribed by a provider, meaning that it's a bit stronger. So that's really the difference there. Got it. Any other great things that are in the same ilk as a retinol? Um, you gave me something when I left last time after my cool peel, my laser peel thing. Yeah. You gave me this thing. It had all this stuff in it, hydroquinone and and and, and all, what was in that thing? Yeah, that's the magic cream. <laughs> so that's a compounded cream. It's got a few things in it. Um, one of them is tretinoin. Um, it's the lowest dose of it, but it also has hydroquinone in it. Hydroquinone is a brightening agent. So it's a prescription. Um, it's something that you can add to anything when it's compounded, any kind of cream. And it's really going to help accelerate the brightening um, of sun damage, of, of sunspots. So it's something that works incredibly well, but you can only use it for a short period of time before giving it, uh, a, needing to give it a break because it can 
apparently, there's very little, but there is some research that can actually do the opposite and cause darkening of the skin. So we're just overly cautious and do put people on that cream. It's very good, but it's only good for a short period of time. Meaning only a short period is in a couple, couple of months. months. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, you've given it to me, so I need to be aware of these things. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad we eventually, I'm glad we're doing this podcast. Now I'm finding out about what you gave me. <laughs> um, let me talk about, I know that a technology for aging skin in 10 years, are we going to be blown away? You know, I, I think we're going to be able to do a lot of ama- great things in shorter periods of time with possibly less uh, downtime. Yeah, got it. Meaning laser that is like laser that is stronger, but you get to like, you you, you look okay. You don't look like you've been hit by a bus straight. Maybe you have like a day or something and you're getting so much out of it, but you put on this special mask after and you're like. Well, well I, I remember hearing that Elle McPherson she was talking about how she wished that it was more talked about how important sunscreen was when she was, you know, in the middle, in a, in a heyday, you know, all those years ago. And you think, well, what do we not know now that we're doing wrong? You know, and what are we going to find out? Do you have any guesses about what that might be? I mean, I think we're doing the right thing by our skin by wearing SPF now. It seems to be right at the forefront. Um, do you think there's just new products coming or just new technologies? Um, I would think absolutely both. I think that there's so much money right now in skincare. Um, and though the market is a bit oversaturated on products, I can only think that there's plenty of room for great, for more great products. And as technology evolves, I'm, I know we'll be seeing that. And with the lasers, I mean, we're just, we're seeing it now every year, something new comes out that's even greater, um, and far, far more superior than what happened, what came out the year before. Um, let's talk a bit about Botox because I got so many questions about Botox. Is it beneficial? And is it safe? Yes and yes. Botox carries such a taboo and I cannot believe it. It's it's one of those things that I still hear every single day, you know, make sure my husband won't be able to tell or, you know, I still need to be able to move. And to me and the way I tell my patients, Botox is absolutely a skin treatment. So just like all these things are treating your skin, so is that. It's protecting your skin. It's preventing that muscle constriction to be as tight so that you can protect that skin from wrinkling in those areas. So I think it's a great thing. And depending on how it's used and in the right hands, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, got it. Well, I got a lot of questions from people saying, should I start early? Should I start in my 20s rather than start in my 30s if that's a possibility? What do you think about that? It really depends on the individual. If you have a lot of expression and you are starting to see those lines just barely forming, yeah, it might be a good time to start and do what they call preventative Botox. And, and that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So you're getting lesser amounts, but you're just protecting that skin. Yeah, got it. I mean, I, I do hear about um, that there are certain dangerous parts of the face that you like to give Botox to. You really need to have a pro doing it. Is that correct? I mean, we really most injectors, I don't think, play with those dangerous areas. Uh, 
So for the most part, no, you just want to be going to the right injector because in any wrong hands, Botox, not that it can be dangerous, but it can leave you with a result that you did not want. Mm, I have to say that I do, I see your before and after pictures and they're incredibly tasteful. It's never like va va voom, this chick now has double D titties. Like, you know, it's like not, and, and you don't, and by the way, Gabby doesn't do titties. I just, and, and I shouldn't call them titties, Bo- boobs, bosoms breasts not titties no but i'm talking about the lips like what you do to people's faces very tasteful like it's never like oh my gosh that this person's now a completely different looking person it's very slight and subtle i think it's damn impressive thank you i appreciate that it's actually very difficult because i feel like social media is demanding an extravagant before and after and when you are trying to give people natural results you also want to show your work but Sometimes it's something you really can only see in person because on that screen, it's not, you know, doesn't capture it as well. But thank you. I really appreciate it. No, I think that you do nuanced work. I think that's how I'd, I'd put it. It's nuanced. It's not like it's not like big, huge moments, you know, I like, and I think that's artistic. Thank you. Cool. Um, I'm making you blush. It's fine. Don't worry. It's okay. And what's new? I, 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 I like to compliment you. You're my friend. But what about foods that are great for the skin? What do you like? Are there things that we can eat to make sure that our skin's taken care of from the inside out? Oh, gosh. I mean, in general, I guess antioxidants. So getting your berries in, um, omegas, fish, um, eggs, all this stuff. What else has omegas? <laughs> fish, eggs, right? I think in general, just taking care of your body makes you have better skin, makes you have more energy to go take care of your skin. Um, And and what about hydration? Very important. Incredibly important. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to see that pretty quickly if you're dehydrated, um, which is most of us, as we've learned, we don't nearly take in enough water. So yes, hydration, absolutely. Eating well, taking care of yourself from inside out. I believe that with everything. I don't only do, you know, the injectable stuff. I'm also treating acne and you know, other dermatological issues. And a lot of those are caused by the foods that we eat. So being being good to yourself from, from inside out, very important. Got it. I love that. I've got a few questions here from my followers. Um, wh- okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What can I do for my acne on my back and my shoulders? It can be dependent on a few things. It's either hormonal or it's that you're going to work out and you're wearing, you know, your sweaty workout clothes all day, which, you know, some of us do. One would be seeing a provider and figuring out which one it is, but there's actually some over-the-counters that are that are good for that. And of course, right now, I'm completely blanking. Oh, Panoxol. Um, that's one that I, I often suggest for people. But um, that's something that can really help with body acne, if it's truly body acne. And um, don't stay in your sweaty clothes. What's it called? Panoxol? Panoxol. Yes. Okay, good. I've had problems with that in the past. So that's like... It's good to know that stuff. Yeah, there's uh, a certain strength that you can find at the pharmacy and then a any prescriber can actually prescribe a stronger amount if needed. But yeah, that's a good place to start. Good to know. Okay, so here's another question from my audience. My neck looks horrifying. What should I do? If horrifying means lots of lines or skin laxity, a good place to start would probably be something that's going to strengthen that skin and really... Um, 
boost collagen like we were talking about. So possibly a laser treatment. You can actually also treat the neck bands with Botox. This is really nice because it relaxes those bands that are constantly tugging down on our neck and also kind of thinning that skin. So when they're relaxed more, we also get a little bit of like a lifting effect. So that's that's two things. And wear sunscreen on the neck too, because our necks are exposed. And wear sunscreen on the neck. I love that. What about um, icing the face? Is there any benefit? Um, maybe with puffiness. If you're someone who collects like a lot of fluid around your eyes, which a lot of us do, it's super normal, especially when you're laying on your, you know, face or side all night. Yeah, I think icing is is kind of nice. I don't know whether you're getting anything more than that from it, but maybe a little bit of depuffing. Mm, okay. So I like a nice ice roller every now and then. Um, I've been to Face Gym before. I really enjoyed it. What do you think about those electric current things that they pulse through? Yeah, no, I've never been. Oh, it's great. I mean, I don't know the science behind it and I don't know if it's great for your skin i mean i feel like it can't can't hurt it but they they do the, they vigorously like rub your face and then they put these electric in a good way it's nice and then they put these electric uh this electric thing that goes over and kind of like makes your muscles flex in your face um while they've got collagen um like a collagen stuff on there and you leave and you feel great you look great like a facelift yeah a little bit of yeah like a facelift yeah so what do you think about that like muscles in the face and like, you know, those little, like those little electric current things. What do you think about those? I mean, it sounds cool. Maybe if you get results, though, they're like short term results. I just can't imagine getting anything really long term from that. But it sounds like a lovely experience. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, just, there's just that twist of judgment that comes with talking to you. And I, I absolutely <laughs> love it. No, it's good. You're sassy. Okay. Thank you. Now listen, this, uh, this is called, this is a segment. Okay. It's called zaddy quick. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to say anything. And you are going to give your professional opinion on it as quickly as possible. Are you ready? What do I have to do as quickly as possible? You have to give your professional opinion on whatever I say as quickly as possible. Oh my God, what if it's like a sentence long? That's okay. Yeah, it could be a sentence. It could just be like, you know, you could be like, oh, I hate it or I love it or um, yeah, I don't know about that, uh, you know? Okay. Oh God. Okay. Coconut oil is moisturizer. No. SPF 15. 50 or 15? 15. No. <laughs> Lymphatic <laughs> drainage. Cool. Cool. Neutrogena face wipes. Uh, n- not if they're not being followed up with something after. Not alone. Got it. Got it. Vegan diets. Like why? (laughs) The animals? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Men who get Botox. Cool. Cool. The Clarisonic. Meh. Just meh? (laughs) It depends on how you're using it and how often. If you use it too much, you're causing too much abrasion. So if you're using it, be smart. Got it. Tea tree oil. (laughs) Um, If it works for you then cool. Okay. Red light masks. Great. Love them. Wow. That's cool. Uh, facial exercises. Great. Why not? Okay, good. Witch hazel. Um, again, if, if it works for you. Semen face masks. If it works for you. <laughs> that's a cop out. All right. All right. St. Ives apricot scrub. Trash immediately. <laughs> 
<laughs> there it is. I like when you just embrace your judgmental side. You know what I mean? My husband would say the same thing. <laughs> Having low magnesium increases your stress, and stress decreases the amount of magnesium in your body. Let me say that again. Having low magnesium increases stress, and when you stress, it decreases the amount of magnesium in the body. So are you stressed out? Are you not getting enough sleep? Are you having that thing where you wake up in the middle of the night to do a wee and then your brain doesn't let you go back to sleep? Because that's me. There's a good chance we're not getting enough magnesium. 75% of people don't get enough, which helps explain why so many people have stress and sleep problems. Now, most magnesium supplements are not full spectrum, so they won't fix your magnesium deficiency or help you sleep better and stress less. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium, and you've got to get all of them in order to experience its calming, sleep-enhancing effects. That's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by BioOptimizers. You just take two tablets right before bed, and you'll be amazed at how much better you sleep and how much more rested you'll feel and ready to take on a less stressed-out day. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to Mag breakthrough.com forward slash zaddy for 42% off that's mag breakthrough m-a-g-b-r-e-a-k-t-h-r-o-u-g-h.com forward slash zaddy what a mouthful get it babies get that magnesium xoxo zaddy Let's talk about what, what you do at work that you're excited about. Like you love to do these laser peels, these, these, te- no, let's talk about the technologies that you love that are at your work. Okay. Um, the technologies that I love at my work, all of them. Um, not that we have that many, but we have a few, it's curated. So I love all of them. You've got your microneedling device, which really is fantastic. Um, then we've got a few different lasers, depending on what we're doing, whether it's just hyperpigmentation, if we're also trying to get some collagen induction, like the cool peel, which you did, um, that I love very much. When would you choose to give somebody needling rather than the cool peel? Yeah. So if I am seeing someone who is younger and really just starting out with taking care of their skin, preserving that skin that they have, I love choosing microneedling for that. Um, I also like microneedling for anyone who has acne scarring. So if it's specifically that, microneedling is a great first choice over the over the laser. Yeah, got it. And what about like acne, for instance, people coming in with facial acne? What treatment would you use then? Would you just go a facial or would you use a laser? So first I'd go over everything that you're doing, pretty much your lifestyle and your foods and also what topical stuff you're using. Um, and we narrow it down and really make something that's specific and targeted for your acne. And then we have a laser, they call it the facial laser, but it's really great at just heating up the skin, killing whatever bacteria is under there. It kind of suppresses that pore, prevents it from gathering as much oil and it can make any acne flare up a lot better. So that's typically how it goes. And then, yeah, facials, absolutely getting a little bit on like a regimen with that. And then when you decide to give somebody a cool peel, why would you decide to give them that? When their name is Lou Cook and they are uh, crazy. <laughs> um, I love the cool peel for so many things. It's really great for aging skin because it's, again, inducing collagen. You're getting a little bit of a, a lift and a tightening of the skin from that. It's also targeting hyperpigmentation. So it's resurface. It's a resurfacing laser. So you're really getting fading of your hyperpigmentation. Um, being that it's inducing collagen, it can make the wrinkles a, a little bit you know, less visible. It's kind of that laser that's good for everything. And there's also not that much downtime. So for that reason... 
it, it's just a great one for for overall if you're looking for everything. That's that's the go-to. Yeah, got it. And what's the most powerful laser treatment that you've got there at Fasil? I mean, I guess it would probably be the Fraxel. Tell me about the Fraxel. It has different ways. So there's different ways you can play around with it and with the settings to make it work for different things. I think it used to get used more in the past for acne scarring. But now that we have all these other things, it's just kind of on the back burner. Fraxel is great for again, that aging skin, someone who's got a whole lot of sun damage, and it's tough. So it's good for areas like the chest, um, where the skin is a little bit tougher. And it's going to leave the person feeling incredibly hot. So even more than you felt with the cool peel, you've really got that crazy sunburn sensation for probably like a couple of days. And then the downtime is approximately two weeks where you are like, peeling skin like a snake. So it's going to give you a whole lot of results also in that short period of time, but with a little bit more of a downtime. Yeah, got it. Now I've come to the Facile, uh, the office, you call it the offices? Yeah, the offices. It's beautiful there. It's on Melrose Place. Absolutely gorgeous. And uh, it, down the bottom, you've got all these, you've got all the products and stuff, all these so well lit. I felt very fancy going in there. What's your favorite thing in there? What do you love in there? Oh God, that's a really tough question. We have so many great products. Um, my favorite product, it would have to be by, I'm so sorry. It's not a facile product. It is by PCA. They are a, um, a skincare company. They're very medical, so I really like them a lot. And they have what's called their Hyaluronic Boosting Serum. And I'm in love with it. <laughs> and that boosts hyaluronic acid in the skin that's already there or it has hyaluronic acid in it? So it is hyaluronic acid. And most hyaluronic acid serums out there don't actually penetrate your skin because the molecule itself is so large. They just sort of sit on your skin. So when you're buying it at Sephora, love Sephora. But when you're most likely when you're buying one from Sephora, it's not really doing anything at all because it can't penetrate and go into your skin and protect it the way it's supposed to and increase the moisture in your skin. This one actually does. So you really feel a difference with it. And I love this one for dry skin, sensitive skin, rosacea skin types, red, red skin. Um, it's really a wonderful product. Well, how can people make sure that they're getting good hyaluronic acid? Because it's very popular nowadays to go and get hyaluronic acid. So how can we make sure? You know, unless you're talking some, to someone who really knows about it, this is the only case where I think that price actually reflects how good a product is. Mm. I think that be part of it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to spend a bit more to get great hyaluronic acid. Maybe not right. all of them. Right. <laughs> but yeah, this one over a hundred bucks, but it's so good. Um, so the ones that are like eight, $9 from CVS, they're, they're definitely, I can tell you they're not doing anything. Not so much. Okay. Well, what are your recommendations for vitamin C serums? Vitamin C serums. I really like IS clinical. I, I use theirs, um, pretty much every day. It's called pro heal. Um, and I like Facile's. Facile's make a, um, they make a distress. It's called distress serum that has vitamin C in it. Um, those are probably my two favorite vitamin C serums. And you put that underneath your sunscreen in the morning? Yes. It goes on. It's the first thing that goes on in the morning after you've washed your face, whether with water or cleanser and then yeah, moisturizer and then SPF after. 
Okay, cool. Now you've what's the what are the great brands for SBF? What are, what should people look out for when they're buying SBF? So there's still that great debate on um, mineral versus chemical sunscreens, and the truth is, any sunscreen is better than no sunscreen. But of course, if you're using minerals, if you're using sunscreen daily, which you should be, you probably want to be doing using one that's more safe for your body, right? So mineral ones are really my favorite and my go-to. They're also better if you have hyperpigmentation because mineral sunscreens will actually bounce rays off, whereas chemical ones absorb rays. And that's not great for anyone who has hyperpigmentation or, or melasma. So mineral sunscreen is the answer. I like I like Elta MD. They're one of my favorites. I also like La Roche Posay. So that's one that you can find at like Target or CVS. I think they've done a really good job. And you're looking for titanium oxide or zinc oxide. Those are your two ingredients to know that it's mineral. If it's a word you can't pronounce, it's got it. I want to talk to you. Titanium oxide. What was the other one? Zinc oxide and titanium oxide. Got it. Got it. Now, um. I want to talk a bit about that because you just mentioned La Roche, whatever they're called. What are they called? La Roche Posay, yeah. La Roche Posay, <laughs> shut up, French. Uh, and, and, um, what are the great ways uh, that we can get great skincare on a budget? That would be one because it's like a target, so it can't be. Is it ex- not expensive? Is it? That's a great. That's a really good question. Yeah, so you can absolutely get great skincare at CVS or wherever you go. Products I really like are like CeraVe. CeraVe does a great job and you can tailor your needs, whether it's acne or just needing a cleanser. They have like ones that are great for either one, foaming cleanser, hydrating cleanser. They're a really great brand. I like La Roche-Posay. They also have a pretty decent line where, again, you can curate and choose what you need based off of your skincare needs. Their SPFs are great. I really like their moisturizers. Um, I figured out who you look like. Oh, really? Who am I? Oh, I figured out how you, you look like Kendall. O- I think her name's Kendall O'Toole, and she's on. Uh, she's a Peloton instructor. I wouldn't know her. Look, that's what I'm going to say. It's good. She's hot. Don't worry about it. It's good. Okay, I'll take it. Um, I'm just letting you know. Now, you're going to say some other one, Vichy? Vichy? I can Google her now. Um, what's that? Oh, I would have- You were saying another brand. Yeah, I think it's Vichy. Are they a French or Italian? Another? You can you probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, VHA. There you go. I like their moisturizers. Okay, good. Now, what about retinols? And how can we make sure that we're getting good retinol? Retinol, retinol. I mean, uh, retinol, it's based on the person. If you find one that works for you, that doesn't, you know, uh, retinol is such a, such a whole topic. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because retinol at night, and especially in the summer, you need to be really careful about going out in the sun. Like it makes you. So this is actually a myth. So retinol, as they've recently concluded, is actually desensitized in the sun. So it just doesn't really make a point to. There's no point to wearing it during the day. It's only working if you use it at night. Otherwise, there's really no dangers. How about that? Wait, wait. So you're saying that retinol doesn't make you more sensitive to the sun? Retinol does not make you more sensitive to the sun. 
Okay, yeah. I mean, wearing it during the day is a, was a crazy thing to do anyway, but <laughs> it, what about using it at night and then you go out in the, in the sun after that, that next day? I was always thinking that like, oh, it's affecting my skin really badly if I did that. No, I mean, there is some belief that like because it's removing some dead skin cells, it's really an exfoliant that it's a good thing to wear sunscreen the next day. It's always a good idea to wear sunscreen, but especially if you're using retinol. So I think there's a link between that. But otherwise, you are not you are not subjecting yourself to, you know, some kind of crazy reaction if you wore it during the day. Um, yeah. So retinol, what I think the original question was, how do you know whether you're using a good retinol? And the truth is, as long as you're using a retinol on a regular basis, it's working for you. There's no way that it can't be working for you. And it just depends on whether you want to get through that. It's called like a retinization process where you're getting really red and irritated and flaky at the beginning, which they actually, most dermatologists would tell you that's a great thing and tough it out because at the end there's the rainbow and you have this beautiful glowy skin and now your skin is used to that high, you know, percentage. I'm not one of those people. I think it sucks to have to go through that, especially if you're like, living your life and not wearing a mask every day. So start with a lower dose. That's absolutely fine. Build up to it. As long as you're doing well with it, you are definitely getting the, the benefits from, from using it. And do you use it nightly or is it like an exfoliation where you do it once a week? Nightly. Nightly is really the key. And when you're first starting out, it's fine if you're only doing it a couple of times a week, but just make sure you slowly increase because your skin does get tougher and, um, less sensitive to it. Got it. I just want to recommend people going um, to see Gabby, Gabriella, uh, because I went and got my cool pill the other day and I think I look great. And I actually think I can't help but notice that I've got a little bit of a, you know, like a, like a, a hue, like I feel rosy cheeked for the first time in a long time. <laughs> well, Gabby, how do we find you, follow you and support you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I, um, I'm on there. I'm trying to be better about being, you know, a little bit more, more present. You, you, you're my, yeah, but I, 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 wait, you're trying to be more present with life or with Instagram. No, I'm trying to be more (laughs) present on Instagram. Most people are trying to do the opposite. I'm actually trying to be more present on Instagram and give the people what they want, you know, like good information. Um, so anyway, Yes, you can go ahead and, and, and follow me on there. And um, otherwise, I'm mainly at our flagship location, um, Facile Dermatology on Melrose Place. It's a beautiful, lovely place. Um, and yeah, come visit me. And what's your what's your handle on Instagram so people can follow you? Oh, yes. My handle is Gabriella with two L's underscore and it's FNP. Family Nurse Practitioner. And what's the uh, website for Facile? Um, facileskin.com, I think. Oh my gosh. I've only been there for three and a half years. I should know. Oh, wow. You can't get that wrong. I think it is facile. I feel facile skin. <laughs> I think it's, it is. Skin. it's, it's facile And there it's a great place to go. So if you're ever in LA or if you live in LA, go check them out. And Gabby is, is, uh, it works for them and she's awesome. Gabby, I love you. I love you. You're a true legend of the game. And uh, I'll talk to you soon.